what's going on, people? It's your boy, the mayor. And no, not tonight. You're not hearing me on the fourth quarter. But, in fact, we are now kicking off a new show that can only be found on TalkingMyTeam.com and Facebook.com slash TalkingMyTeam, and that is the starting five. I'd like to welcome to you, besides myself, I got my main man, John Polk, who is my co-host for this show. Say what's up to the people, John. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing out there? Cyberland. All right, all right, all right. Now, to let y'all know what this show pretty much is about, the starting five is going to be with myself and John, and hopefully we could get a full panel of five people on the show to where we will be discussing different sports topics now, whether it's going to be from five different topics or we can even go as far as talking one topic in five different aspects of that same topic. But tonight we're going to cover five different subjects, and we're covering the most current and fairly freshest news that's out there right now. And we might as well just kick this thing right off with college basketball and the NCAA. Now currently in the news, they have been talking about pushing the date back to start college basketball, I believe somewhere in mid or maybe even like the beginning of December or so, I think they want to try to, um, to, to, to pull themselves away from some of the heat that is the potent, the start of the NFL playoff season and also get March Madness as far away from the, the Super Bowl as possible, I believe, also with NBA action and all that other kind of stuff. But, um, John, I mean, what's your feelings about that? Because I, it, the only thing I have really against this kind of move is the fact that it's going to take away from the stigma and the lore of the whole March Madness thing. Dan, I definitely agree with you, bro. Um, I think it's, I think it's, it's a disgrace that they do it. I mean, March Madness has always been a part of sports. And now you're talking about pushing the date back. They said, I think they said December 15th, they want to start to date the college basketball now. I mean, you know, why mess up something where it's going good? Everybody knows March Madness. I think this will take away from some of the allure of it as well. True. But now, see, it can't really take away too much. I mean, it's not it, the one the one aspect that everybody looks forward to when it comes to March Madness because I know personally you yourself you shut down your whole life <laughs> when, <laughs> when March Madness happens. I mean, you kicking women out the house, you're kicking your boys out. Like, nah, forget y'all. I'm not coming out. I gotta get this basketball game in, you know, to watch my Georgetown Hoyas lose and all that, you know. But take a shot at my Hoyas, I see. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just you know, it's all jokes. But anyway, but but no, I mean, the only thing maybe it, 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 I would say that it would affect, but it really doesn't, is the whole sports betting aspect of it. Correct. The, everybody looks forward to March mainly just for this tournament alone. So many people out there really, you know, they 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 want to spend that $100 or whatever to try to get in that, like, $10,000 uh, tournament that, you know, you can say many bars run, um, not naming names because we're not getting nobody in trouble. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see where – 
where it's a bad thing, you know, I, I honestly don't in a way. Other than other than breaking tradition, John, of the whole tournament and the March Madness theme, that's the only thing I see that's really being affected out of this, John. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I like if I I go by the theory of if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, and I just want to see it just March Madness still be March Madness. You know, because they could say, they could talk about the Super Bowl and say they don't want to affect the Super Bowl or um, college football. They're saying it's too close to that. But that's like, okay, college football is over it, like the second week of January. You have two months yeah. in between that. Then you have, yeah. then you have on top of that there as well, Super Bowl is over in February. So to me, what the NCAA, what the NCAA is doing is making no sense as far as pushing back the date. The only thing I can think of, the reason why they might be pushing back this date, is because a lot, some of the one-and-done players don't go to school after a certain amount of time. Right. You know, so that's, maybe that's you're, a, you're, thinking, you're thinking maybe that uh, with something like this, this will keep the kids in class? For that year, yeah, yeah, for that year, because you got to remember, second semester comes, you don't get your grades really to win, like May or June. I'm not sure. I actually never, never attended a, a legit four-year college. Okay, so yes, yeah, so I You would think, know better than me. Well, I went to junior college, so. <laughs> so you're not wrong with you, that. Yeah, so you know, but I, I think you don't get your grades until like May. So I mean, you can get good grades. When you first enroll through December, then, you know, if you go a pro, I mean, you know, for some folks I can imagine, you know, well, our minds are set on going pro. I'm not sure. I'm just assuming, you know. Right, right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That That's a good thing to look at, too. Maybe uh, the classroom and the grading aspect has something to do with this also. But, I'm again, I, I, I honestly, myself, my final take on it is I don't really see any issue in what – it could it really affect? I mean, in all honesty, it's just affecting tradition. And the way this country has been going in like the past, I would say, 20-plus years or so, traditions really haven't meant shit to anybody out there. I don't know if you right. noticed that, John. But, yeah. I, I mean, just I mean, just take – I could take New York, my home – you know, my home city for a perfect example. I mean, when – and and – the soaring rate of rent prices, it's causing businesses that have been open for 50, 60, 70, even 80 years to shut mm-hmm. their doors because yep. new people, you know, because new people, new owners, you know, want to come in and and want to drive up rents, you know. So, I, like I said, other than, other than that, like, I don't see where it affects the NCAA at all or, or even – the quality of the game. What's your final take on it? I agree with you. It's not going to affect the quality of the game. And look, college basketball will still be college basketball. It's just the ring. It's going to be strange about having if this go if this legislation goes through, and they do do this, what they said it to be saying it that they might do. You're right. You know, um, it's going to it might it'll go through, but just not having March Madness, a ring of March Madness to me. Sounds, um, it's going to be kind of strange if they go through with it. Yeah, man, it, it 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 will it will be strange, 
But it's going to be one of them things It's like, you know what, when time passes, just like they want everybody to do, it's just like almost like a suck it up and get it over. You know, suck it up and take it, which to me, I mean, if y'all know me, y'all know I'm not really a shut up and take it kind of person, but, you know, that's that's kind of how they treat us, you could say, overall, especially us black folks. But that's a whole nother topic. Whole nother story. Whole yes, sir. You know, oh, we, shout we, out you to know, everybody. We, you know, yes, sir. You know, we, we, we will yeah. get into into something like that in the future. You know. Oh yeah, no question, no question. And again, it's it's no shots. It ain't gonna be no. You know, obviously we're gonna end up talking race on this show eventually. But yes, you know, I I know I know personally myself. I come from the aspect of love all, but hate all if you disrespect me. So <laughs> true <laughs> indeed. Yes, I, sir. That's how I flow. That's how I flow. But uh, flowing on, we're going to hit our second topic now, keeping it in the realm of the NCAA, um, which that's going to be another topic that we're going to hit in full in one full episode, uh, just about the NCAA as a whole. But right now, the NCAA that we need to talk about is college football. And my man from my LSU Tigers, Leonard Fournette, now, the question I have to ask mm-hmm. you and the world tonight, is this kid the premier front runner? Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Only, to me, barring injury, is this kid the Heisman Trophy winner pretty much right out of the gate? I believe it's only week seven of the college football season. Barring injury, as you said, and maybe a couple of bad games, it's his, it's his to win. Heisman, you might as well mail it to him right now. This, I yep. mean, Dan, this kid to me is the best running back I've seen in college football since Adrian Peterson. And that wasn't that long ago either. And Adrian Peterson was great in college, but there were still other backs that were, I mean, we can go back as far as, you know, the Herschel Walkers or the Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. I mean, yes. the, way, the way this kid is running – this kid is running, I mean, not with the lightning quicks as one as a Bo Jackson or right. as a Herschel Walker, but this dude is running with the power of, of like you said, of someone like Bo Jackson. And, I mean, this guy, this guy, I mean, besides, he's not, he's not all finesse, but he can, no. he can burn you once he gets the open field. But it, you know what, you know what really impresses ridiculous. me? His not only is it his power, but what what impresses me is his patience, waiting for the holes to yes. open up as well. Yes, very much so, very much so. I mean, let me just go through this kid's stats already in this very short season so far. 150 attempts, 1,202 rushing yards already, 14 touchdowns already. Now, let's put this in perspective with his freshman year. His, he's already surpassed his freshman year in rushing yards of 1,034. And touchdowns also, he, he he's surpassed that by four touchdowns already. And, again, I believe they are only going into week seven, I believe. And I think LSU only played five games so far, six. I would have to look over that to – I would have to look over that, you know, just to make sure, but – I know, I know. I believe that the, the college football season is in either week seven or week eight because LSU actually, I think, started a week later. Also, 
Um, yes, I, they did. I think that was due to the South Carolina situation, correct? Um, it, yes, I think yeah, I think it did have something to do with that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, again, in in such a short season already, this kid has already surpassed what many NFL running backs are going to do for the entire year, especially Demarco Murray. Shots at my team real quick. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, 1,202 yards already in such a short season. And this kid is averaging, I think his average is somewhere around freaking at eight, least. Eight yards think, a carry. Right, eight yards a carry. But um, his average per game is is it's definitely got to be, I think, in like the 180s, close to 200. Um, yeah, I, I think it was the numbers 200 here right now. Yeah, I think it's about one. I think it is about. I know it was two hundred. I know it was two hundred. I think coming into this week, it might be down about one ninety five, one ninety eight, somewhere around in there. Yeah, I, I mean that's light work, you know. But <laughs> that's that's that sounds like <laughs> real light work, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, is I mean, do you have any potential names of anybody we could honestly be talking about as far as uh? as far as anybody that can be in the run with him? Because I have none. I know the kid, the quarterback from Georgia was supposed to be one of those guys, but Georgia is not looking like the Georgia that everybody ex- expects. Um, yes, believe, the, the I, one, I think it's a two-man two, two, two man race. Because don't, don't leave Trayvon Boykin from um, TCU out of it either. He's been yeah, putting up some phenomenal, some phenomenal numbers this year. True indeed, true indeed. We might have to look at even somebody like JT Barrett also. But uh, yeah, now that he's now he got the starting position, um, Chubbs Chubbs from um, Georgia was in the running until he got hurt. And also, yes. to, to, I'm gonna tell you a sleeper, the kid from um, Alabama, Henry. Oh yeah, Derrick Henry. He's he's been running hard too. He ran for two thirty six last week against Texas A and L. Yeah, well, they're gonna have a hard go once they play the Tigers at the end of the year. Uh, I'm just hoping November, my team holds out. Yeah, November seventh. November seventh. That's gonna be crazy. I I can't wait for that one. I think I I I'm, let me just say not from fandom talking, but LSU is gonna take that, and I think LSU is gonna take the whole SEC. Not just from fan, like I said, not this not fan talking, but this team is playing like one of the mo- the better and one of the more complete teams in the nation. And, again, when you have a special back like this, you know, literally anything is possible. And it, this team is going to be a big problem, John. This team is going to be a huge problem. Dan, I'm going to tell you something. If LSU gets the quarterback play, they've been getting the last couple games for Brandon Harris. That will open up the running game even more. And I'm going to tell you something. This team could win it all. This this team could actually win right. a national title because they have NFL they have NFL type of talent, especially at the wide receiver positions. Um, the kid that wears number fifteen, his name escapes me right now, but he has NFL type of talent as well. The uh, wide receiver, and Brandon yeah. Harris actually played he played very well last week against um, against Florida. He played very well. Um, hold on, look at this kid's name right now. The wide receiver yeah. from um, LSU. Um, this, um, the kid's name. His name is uh, uh, Mikhail Dupree. Mikhail Dupree. Dupree. There you go, Mikhail Dupree. 
Yeah, he that kid is nice too. He has I, I can see him being an NFL or being even an Odell Beckham type player. Oh man, well Odell Beckham is from the LSU, so yeah, never know. Very talented. Very Malachi Dupree is very talented. This is a very and they're, and they're young too. That's another thing we have to remember as well. LSU is very young. Right. Very very young, and like yeah. I said, we with a team like this, with a team like this, uh, you know, we could we can make a big run. You know what? Also, too, this kid with this really long, I mean, big ass, you know, real big ass head, um, Joshua Dobbs from Tennessee. I mean, this kid, yeah. is, this kid is putting in some special work too. I mean, besides the fact that son looks like a freaking alien, and I, I'm looking <laughs> at these pictures right now, son looks, son looks crazy, but. That uh, <laughs> yeah, son looks too crazy. He he really needs that damn football helmet on. But, but this, this kid, this kid is putting in some special work, man. I mean, real special work. I I watched that comeback that they performed and then trounced all over. I forgot what team they recently played, Tennessee. Um, where they beat they were they were losing close to half, but then won like forty eight twenty seven or something like that. Okay. Uh, who did they? Who was that? Who was that against? Was that Georgia or was that the um? Might have been Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, it was against Georgia. My, yeah, excuse me. Got to get that right. It was against Georgia. That was the like. That was the. That was a real shit show on Georgia's part. Like I, I still can't believe that that happened. But hey, it is what it is. I know a few people in uh, nothing but sports group that are Georgia fans. Are you know they cry their eyes out about that one, but. It is what it is. You'll get over it. Stinking-ass Georgia Bulldogs. But anyway. <laughs> You're right about that. That was that just one. Herschel. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even, well, nah, they, they they were even okay with Matt Stafford, but we all see what Matt Could, Stafford, unfortunately. Couldn't, win, couldn't uh, win the big one with Matt Stafford, A.J. Green, nor um, No Show Marino. Yeah, yeah. No show, no show in the pros. He was high <laughs> in college, but he was definitely no show in the pros. And he's sure. from Jersey. He made he, he well, he he had an okay career, but he hasn't been a superstar yeah, yeah. career. No, no, he he he, you know, he held his own, and he did mm-hmm. he did his time, but injury injury was his uh his killer. Injury yes. was definitely his killer by far. So, but um, okay. So we already got that up that we we agree on this one. Leonard Fournette is and should be the runaway clear cut winner for the Heisman Trophy this year. Um yeah. we're going to keep this within the realm of college basketball for a half a segment and we have to bring this to this new bullshit that's going on in Louisville. Um as we all should have heard by now um there's some stripper out there who's trying to make her name for herself in the public spotlight by writing a book about you know her her life and which is okay you know everybody should write a book about themselves whether they publish it to the masses or not because you never know what you even might learn from or about yourself you know out of some of your own stories you know but this woman has come out written a book and the good graces of many different sports uh, reporting and news outlets sites uh, have confirmed from in the book and confirmed with her that 
she was alleged to have been a part of several on-campus parties where in Louisville they allegedly have taken, you know, used college dorms and pretty much made them like boom-boom rooms or mini strip clubs. or it's like straight up and down like locked door parties, if you want to say. And, you know, teens was getting their rocks off, you know, showing a little, flashing a little money if they had some, or getting, pretty much getting free lab dances, getting, you know, getting a little free head in the bathroom, stuff like that, you know, hitting it, hitting it on the, in the rooms while the other people are there. But um, the fact that this whole thing is all coming out now, it squarely shows, I mean, it squarely aims a target at Rick Pitino's head. And Rick Pitino is coming out and pretty much saying that he's not aware of any of this. Now, John, again, you are more proficient in the realm of college basketball than I have been within, I know that I have been within at least the past 10 years. Um, But when it comes to Rick Pitino and this situation, one, do you believe that this man had, did not know anything about these recruiting uh, issues? And, do you also think that this story is being blown up because it's Rick Pitino? Um, there's a chance that he might not have known about this. I, I feel that there's a chance that that that, that could be the case. Um, do I think it's being blown up because it's Rick Pitino? No, I think it's blown up probably because the woman didn't get paid some money that somebody might have promised her. True. That's that, what it that, sounds like to me. You know, I mean, I'm looking at a thing where they said earlier, where they said between 2010 and 2014, there's been nearly two dozen strip and sex parties that went on inside Billy um, Madari Hall. <laughs> and um, five, five different recruits have said, five former University of Louisville basketball players and recruits, so outside the lines, they attended these parties in the campus dorm in, in those years between 2010 and 2014. Um, they said one of the players even said in the headlines, it was like visiting a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> and, who, and, what, and what new kid in college doesn't want to visit a strip club? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're 18 years old. You're an all-American, highly recruited player. You have beautiful women coming at you. So, you know, you're on campus. I mean, what do they expect? The hormones are probably raging. So what do you expect? Yeah, true. Well, I can say the beautiful women thing is, is very subjective because I don't, know if you saw, <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the woman that uh, is making the claims, but uh, uh, the hair ain't right. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> the, the, the hair ain't right. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, I can see that there's a slight chance that Rick Pitino might not have known. But mm-hmm. let's be let's be real. These things have been happening for how long now? You know, I, I mean, how long? These these things have been happening forever, as far as yeah. the, uh, these with these situations and recruiting trips and the factors of there being women involved in these recruiting trips. There's usually always a woman involved in these recruiting trips, to my understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. especially especially them being just like the chaperone for the, for the situation, you know, 
for their, their short time or their short stay. Why not? They're going to have a pretty woman around them gassing their heads up, you know, to say, oh, yeah, you can probably get this, you can get that. Oh, look at all of this, look at all of that. And, of course, you use that to suck the kids in to come into that university, not just mainly for the education and not be, to be a part of the team, but also to be fed something that is not guaranteed either. Like, you're not guaranteed to get all that ass in one shot in school. And then and then also, I mean, let's look at it like this. If it wasn't Rick Pitino and it was other members of um, the athletic, you know, the athletic side of, you know, the athletic board members or something like that who put together these uh, recruiting trips and these parties for these women, like, what do you look like now where you're promoting a sex and party attitude in a university where you're going to have to turn around and <coughs> kids to, to possess a certain grade point average? Also, you know, like, you, you, yeah, I'm sure you probably have them tour the classrooms, but something like this where you got, like I said, you got the these women – pretty much shaking their titties in these kids' faces to say, yeah, come here, come to Louisville, come to Louisville, come to the U, baby, come to the U, you know. Yeah. On our beaches, you know. And what aspect does that help with the educational part of it, you know? And that's that's the thing, right. It it helps the sex sex aspect, but as far as the educational aspect of it, it it doesn't. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of stuff goes on in a lot of other schools, too. It's just that Louisville got caught with their pants down. That's the only thing about this. Well, yeah, well, see, yeah, we could say they got caught with their pants down, but this is literally not even like we got – they got caught with their pants. This is more like we are we are now pulling your pants down. Yeah. Because how long did it take for this story to come out? Right. And they're saying, like, this wasn't – like the way this the way this lady is reporting it is not and in her book is she's not saying it and written, writing this it, it wasn't written as if this just happened all last year and this whole memoir about herself is all last year you know this, right. this, it's this been going for years this, right this is said I believe according to her book was within at least the last five years or so 2010 to 2014. There you go. So yeah, so it's been going you know, on for a Rick, while. And Rick Pitino and Rick Pitino's been there for how long now? He's been there for a while also. Uh Pitino's been there. Wow, dang! How long has Rick been there? He's been there what since at least two thousand, right? Ninety nine, two thousand. I'm figuring. Maybe, but I mean, it's you know what? It's uh, it's it's long. It's long enough to know what your recruiting process. Uh, is like in the school and and you should have known you know you should you should know by now how long yeah he's been the head coach of Louisville since 2001 so right you should you should know by now how your recruiting process is done and handled you right. don't leave that you that stuff isn't always you know isn't left to just the ads of the of the the school uh, or of the athletic department and stuff like that. So I mean, to 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 summarize my thought behind this is, it's almost like how do you not know? But right, 
who knows? I mean, only he really knows his truth. Let's just say that. Only he honestly knows his truth. And maybe, maybe, and well, no, the kids around also, they know what, they know what's up. But he's got to, I'm going to give Rick the benefit of the doubt on this one. You know, it might have been, he might, you know what I'm saying? There's a good chance he's telling the truth. You know, he might not have known. Yeah. You know, but you should, but you, you know, as a coach, you should always know what your players are doing. You can't be around them 24-7. You always should know their tendencies and what they could and what they can't do. Yeah, you, you should, you should at best try to know. You really should. You should at best try to know what your right. players are like. I mean, you're, you're, only, not, you're only looking to coach, I think, what, they only carry 12 to maybe 15 on a college roster? 12 to 15 players, yes. Right. So that's not that many kids. That's not a, that's not that hard to learn. But, um, right. again, you know, you never – It's. I mean, we don't know the truth. The stripper saying is saying she's got the truth. But, again, the only truth that, that – that's really we're looking for from us in the masses is what did Rick really know? And that's or the one thing. Or if he knew anything at all. You're right. And, yeah, and true indeed. So if he's a smart man, I keep the mouth shut and continue on the course that I've been on. I don't know nothing. Keep it moving because this is a guy with a very, very legendary career. Yes. And it could, and it a, could be smeared. I mean, look, plain and simple. Look at the present times we're in with Bill Cosby. Any that's that's the perfect sign of anybody can get it. Yep. A B G all day. Anybody can get it. Rick Pitino. It could just be the next. You know, that next piece of you could say cannon fodder from the NCAA and from his school and. He's, he, you know, he's now got the target on his back. Let's see how he's going to react. Let's see how he's going to react with this target on his back now. You know. Yeah. Gonna be definitely. Definitely, and it will that, be very interesting. And with that being said, that was the first three segments of the starting five. We're going to take a quick commercial break. You're going to hear a message from one of our shows from the TalkingMyTeam.com website, and we will be right back on the next half of the show. Are you tired of listening to sports programs where you can't interact or voice your opinion in an uncensored way? So were we. We started Talking My Team Sports Network, which is run by sports fans for sports fans. We cover the major sports with a major attitude. Together with you, let's put the balls back in sports talk. Visit us at TalkingMyTeam.com, as real as it gets. All right, we're back. Thanks for rocking out with us. This is the start at five with your boy, the mayor. And my man, John Pope, or JP for short, that's what we call him out here in these HHDG streets. But, <laughs> you know, but uh, all right. Again, we thank you all for sticking it out. This is the first episode of this show and this podcast, first of many. And we're going to get right into our fourth topic, which is recently within the NFL, and this ain't just, this isn't just a, uh, too new of an issue. This is something that has happened for many other people, but this one is a little different. It has to do with 
the NFL and the league uniform policies. Um, we know people like Marshawn Lynch had issues with wearing his gold cleats. Um, I believe he was trying to do that for an organization or something like that. Or I think he just, that was his style and that was his shit and that's what he wanted to do. Um, Brandon Marshall caught flack for his lime green for his uh, mental health awareness um, foundation that he has because we all know what he publicly suffered through uh, in his ordeals when it comes to the world of mental health, which is something that, to be honest with you, is very, very, very serious. Um, Many, many people out there, I know even myself, have had moments of depression, nothing too crazy, but, you know, mental health is a very serious thing. But um, recent news, two cases that happened. One, D'Angelo Williams, who I believe lost his mother, correct me if I'm wrong, she either lost his mother or his mother is battling breast cancer right now. We all know we're currently in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And he wanted to wear pink the entire season in honor of his mother. The NFL, so pleasant as they are, as we all, many of us now deem them the no fun league, has told this man no, which in many eyes makes them look very, very heartless. Now, they are just conducting business, you know, but it makes them look very heartless. And then also with um, Ironhead Haywood's son, who happens to play for the Steelers, wore eye black with his father's name, Ironhead, and I believe his number on the eye black. And the league, I believe, fined him for that, stating, again, a uniform issue. Do you think, especially this, you know, John, do you think that this is an issue that the NFL just takes way too seriously? Or, you know, is should they, they should start using, I mean, my opinion, they should start using some aggression. What do you think? I mean, not aggression. Like, yeah, they, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're right. It, it is the no fun. It's the, it's, it's, it is the no fun league. You have people who are bringing awareness to serious situations facing other people, and they want to find these people. I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. The NFL are a bunch of hypocrites, from the CTE to the injuries to everything. They're a bunch of hypocrites. This is something right here that could improve their image. They're too stupid to understand that it will improve their image a little bit. Exactly. I think I, I look at it. I look at it from the standpoint of, it's it's like how this country is with marijuana. They don't right. have the prop. They don't have the proper way to make money off of it, so they can't do it. They don't do it. Right. Exactly. That, you know that, and they don't do it. And then what they don't, what they 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 seem to not understand is these players would still be maintaining the uniform. You know the uniform code because whatever sponsored equipment. They could be, you know, the league can tell them, well, we're sponsored by Nike. Y'all know this. So if you want to do this, it just has to be a Nike year. And it's a win-win for everybody. You're not, you, you know, you're allowing to, the person to, to represent and show love to their, the, the loved one that they're representing, you know. 
and and you're still getting what you want as far as the players obeying the rules, you know, obeying the rules, plain and simple. Now, I, I thinking on the flip side of this, thinking on the flip side of this, I can understand where the NFL is pro- could probably be like, well, if we let one do this, now how do we not let everybody do this? And then everybody could be making up some excuse or this or that to say, well, I want to wear this for this reason, I want to wear this for that reason, then it pretty much throws, you know, throws all of it in the wind and says, F it, you know, fuck the, you know, fuck the uniform policy, just do what you want, and then then they lose money because of the whole sponsorship deals and all that. That's the only way I see the NFL side of this. Other than that, I agree with you a thousand percent. They need to look at opportunities and jump on them like this one because it's something that is bringing awareness towards humans across this world, not just America. Exactly. And, you know, the the, the thing about it is, where's the compassion at? D'Angelo Williams lost his mother in May of 2014. You know, Thank she, you for the correction. She, she, yes, you're welcome. And um, she was diagnosed in 2004, so she survived 10 years. You know, where's the compassion at for this man? He's honoring his mother, you know. Right. And, you, you know, so, and, and like you said, it looks hypocritical of the NFL because it is breast cancer, Buff, as you said, you know. And then, you know, with, with the um, Cameron Hayward, with the Ironhead Hayward situation, it's ridiculous, too. Man's honoring his father. He came to honor his father. And and he's honoring his father who also put in work for the league. I mean right. the man put in work. I mean he's he's one of those you could say if we talk in street like he's certified OG in the NFL. <laughs> you know. You know, I Iron Head Hayward one of those names that live will live on forever in the Lord NFL history. Ironhead Hayward is one of the legendary football players that come out of the state of New Jersey. He he is a legend in New Jersey from high school to the time he was at Pitt to the time now, I mean, when he played in the NFL. As a matter of fact, he was one of the first big running backs. You might remember, he was about 5'11", about 250, 260 pounds. Right, right, right. Like, he's, he's a dude that you could say ushered in the big back like well, not even like the big – no, I can't even say he ushered it in because we had people like John Riggins and stuff like that also. Right. But, you know, like it, it, it brought it, – you could say it brought it, – it, it gave people like the bus, you know, a shot. Because yes. like the bus – the bus was – I mean, the bus was never never as big as he is or what as he was in, when he was in the league – you know, if you did watch uh, his great football, football life movie that they did about him, you know he he was a slim dude. He was bigger than everybody else, but he wasn't as big as the bus. <laughs> you know, the bus we know. You know, but yeah. still, it, you like you said, it brought. He he was one of those big backs that uh, that made you take notice that these guys were short but stocky but powerful. And can run the ball, you know. Yeah, he, he, was, yeah. he was one of those guys. And again, to 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 not allow a man to to 
to honor their parent in such a small way is it again where is the compassion like you said where's the compassion where's the where, you know where where's any love in this situation but again thinking on the business end it only could be well if we let you do this then we have to let this person do this. So it comes back to the things like when people want to put, say, Bible scriptures on their eye black. Well, mm-hmm. now, we're, now we're testing somebody's faith. We can't go against faith to then, you know, well, now we got to let this guy do this, and then now we got to let this guy, his cousin died. But we don't know that his cousin was an OG crip or something. So now we got to let him do that, you know. So it, it, there is a downward spiral that it could happen as far as the, well, if I let one, we got to let all. But you have to make it, you know what I would suggest? Make it like an application process, you know, and and provide documented proof. Right. This is why you want to do this. Maybe something like that is a good solution that could help rectify this and make the NFL be seen in a little bit better of a light because it does. I mean, everybody, when this story came out, everybody pretty much said that this is, looks very heartless upon them. Very heartless. It does. It does. And this is from a league that needs all the good publicity they can get because they are taking a hit. Absolutely, and it's it's mainly it's mainly because the man in charge. But when the huh. man in charge is making you money, it it doesn't. They don't care. Like the owners eventually don't care because these owners are winning. You know, plain and simple. That's why people like George Bush when he was in office, and George Bush one and two was some of the worst presidents. Well. The second one was the worst, one of the worst president we've ever had. Whatever both of them, about both Obama, of them were horrible. Yeah, true indeed. But that, but that's the thing. These guys were making people. To my point is, these guys were making people money. These guys were making the Halliburtons and all them arms companies money. So, people that have the money you know, a.k.a. the people who are gung-ho about capitalism, those are the ones who believe in that. But then us on the other side is like, no, you know, you know, like that's not cool. And that's kind of what the NFL does. And that's what kind of, to my opinion, that's what Roger Goodell does. He's like, well, the, the owners are happy, so fuck everything else. You understand? And yeah. that's that's, to me, that's not the way to operate. That's just how I kind of view it. No fun league. Y'all got to shape up and no fun really, really, yeah, you just got to really put some, uh, you know, put some thought in decisions like this because, again, you, you never know. Like John said earlier, this could be that one situation that makes y'all like a shining, shining star by just supporting one person. You understand? So. NFL, y'all gotta y'all gotta fix that. I mean, do right by the man. Let the man. That's why the man. See, that's why the man went as far as uh, dying the tips of his dreads pink. If you didn't notice that or not, I don't know if you noticed that, John. Yeah, I noticed that the um, the other day during the uh, Pittsburgh um, who's that um, Pittsburgh game the other day they played against yeah. um, the Cardinals. Yeah, right. 
And that's so how you better get your act together, show some compassion. Remember, you're already taking a hit. Your marketing's already taking a hit. So you guys need as much free good publicity as possible. Exactly. And that's, I mean, how much free is it going to get? The guy said, hey, I really love my mother, and I want to honor her name by doing this. And just and all of this is just wearing one item probably pink that's pink all year round instead of just the month of October. Really? Like really. That's like really what Unbelievable. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. But um we gotta move on to our fifth and final topic, which is another story that is unbelievable about a man out of Queens. And that's one Mr. Lamar Odom. Um, we all know what happened by now. The man OD'd in a in a he was found in a Vegas bunny ranch, um, allegedly with seven, you know allegedly at seventy five thousand dollars a night. Had all these different types of drugs in him, and drugs as far as uh, herbal Viagra's and things like that. But um, good news is recent news is that the fact that the man has Awake, you know, woken up. He's responding, and to me, I would say good news. He actually has a woman who actually loves him and cares about him at his bedside, not bullshitting with their TV show, and that's Khloe Kardashian. Hate it all you want. You know, they, they've been separated for the longest, never got the divorce, but they still love each other regardless. Um, but John, we gotta go back to the beginning of this. Where, I'll, I'll, give me a, a detailed opinion on what you, you know. What's your thoughts behind this whole thing? Oh uh, man, you know, first of all, man, I'm glad to hear that um, Lamar Odom's definitely getting better. You know, that's that's the that's the that's the first thing. Um, he's had these. I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's had these issues for a while. You know, I think his father. If I'm not mistaken, died of a, of a drug overdose at a young age. He's had four or five friends that have died from um, drug overdose. So, you know, he's, he's been battling a lot of stuff. You got to remember his child, he had a child that died as well. It would be enough to, to make anybody go crazy. You know, you're separated from your wife, you know. So he's, he's had a rough life, you know. But, you know, in my opinion, you know, divine intervention and – you know, he's getting a second chance at life, you know, and hopefully, you know, he lives a productive life. I've always felt about the problems, you know, about his personal problems. We were looking at definitely a Hall of Fame type of player. He had that type of talent. He was 6'9", six, 6'10", right. 6'11", handled the ball, shoot the ball pretty good, had, you know, the long wingspan, athletic, could score when he wanted to. Could, could like I said, pass the ball, handle the ball. He could do it all, you know. Yep. The main thing is not about the basket. It's not about the basketball. It's about him getting his life together as a person. And you know, he has he has kids and stuff. You know, he has fa- he has a family. So you know, I just hope you know he gets himself together. It's about life now with him and living his life, and you know, and getting rid of people who weren't who weren't there for him. Right, absolutely, and and that's yeah, that's one of them tricky things too. Like, like talking to talking about my wife because my wife, she she used to play basketball, but she doesn't know basketball like that, and she knows of him unfortunately because of the reality show, which that was a show one. I mean, they had their own show, 
but he didn't want to be a part of he didn't want to be a part of it. He didn't want to be a part of it as much as he wanted to. But like I said, I mentioned my wife because she watched the, she watched this show. She used to say to me all the time, like, "Yo, his friends are pieces of shit. Like his friends ain't shit because all these dudes always hung around him just because he was the big man with money. Where the fuck were these friends when?" he was going through these issues with the drugs, you know, right. Like, where, where were they? Were they the ones, yo, egging them on? Like, yo, man, come on, let's party. Let's party more. Let's party more. Yo, let's get it in this spot. Let's get it in that spot. Meanwhile, he's spending all the money on the night. And then I, you know, not nobody stepping up saying, yo, yo, son, yo, chill real quick. Yo, don't pop another one. Yo, you had enough. Yo, you look freaking, you know, you look fried right now. Or you look lit right now, you know, like just chill, just chill for a minute. But um, yeah. I, right. Who was who was the friend to tell him no? Like Lamar, look, damn it, this is enough. I can't see you live like this no more. Not about it, it should be not about. It's not about your money. It's not about your famous. It's about you. I love you as a brother and as a human being. Where was those people at? Right, and you know what though, and that's the see, and that's the part where I give Chloe. A, a, a shitload of props on because like, like I said, and, and I've said it on many occasions on, you know, different threads on Facebook and all that, because, you know, you've seen like, the thing is like, you've seen the places like media takeout and all that shit. They tried to, they tried to spin. Oh, wow. The Kardashians might get over again and this and that and try to make it a bad thing. But what did not, they seem to not have paid attention to is again, this woman literally calls this man every day to make sure he's okay, see how he's feeling, you know, like you can still be, you can be separated from somebody and still love them to death. Right. You just, you just, you know, but it's just, you don't feel that you two are compatible for that time, you know, but she's, the woman still loved them. I, and like I said, I'm not ashamed to say it. I know because I've seen these episodes, people like to say, yeah, but it's a show yeah, but but you know, she is. If you if you actually watch the show, which again I do because it's the times I'm sitting there watching with my wife, she is one one of the, the the one more sensible sisters of the of the whole Kardashian clique. She is the one of the more like, like level headed. She is the level headed sister. You know, she's the smartest sister, but also she's the one that like tried to, you know, she tried and actually really gave a shit about her relationship with him and really right. loved the dude. Like, and she's done so much for him in this short time together. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't fake and it wasn't no Kardashian curse with them. Like she really loved the man. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And like I said, that's why I give her so much props for staying by his side because his piece of shit friends haven't did anything from him. And now, to my opinion, I think those piece of shit friends are the ones who just have been around now. I don't think those are probably his real, like, old old school friends, you know, from you know, his you friends are. from back in the day. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's his his real core group of friends. I'm I'm thinking that it's some dudes that he probably know, like, maybe five or six years or so. And it was on some, yeah, I know his dude. I've known him. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I've known him. Nah. Right. It's, I mean, and, and we can't, but see, now we can't put the emphasis completely on them, you know, because 
the man still had to pick up the drugs on his own to put them in his body himself. I don't think he was force-fed them shits. You understand? No, he, he so, definitely. I mean, you know, he has he has a problem, you know, and it needs right. to be addressed. Hopefully he'll get in touch with somebody like John Lucas, who has, you know, the John Lucas Rehab Center in Houston, you know, because I think the last thing we want to see is another lead bias type of situation. Right. You yeah, know. and look, yeah, and see, and to to make them to make those uh to make the the correlation between this two, like fortunate for him, he wouldn't fall out on the court like we all did. You know, no, I'm thinking of the other dude. The Gathers was Gathers had a bad heart. Yeah, he had bad, was bad, nothing to right, do with right. drugs. Yeah, right, right, right. What's the name? Uh, but Len but Len Bias had to do with the with the. I think it was his first time trying. Yeah, and he and that. And as far as I'm concerned, that would have been Michael Jordan's rival right there, as far as I'm concerned. He was that good. Oh, no question. He he could have been what MJ is, that, you know, all honesty. Or at least a notch below. He could have been been MJ's – he could have been um, Bird and Magic. Him and and, um, Bias and Jordan would have had a Bird and Magic type of rivalry. I I really do believe that. Yeah, true, true indeed. But again, like I said, we don't. I mean, as sports fans and as actually caring human beings, we don't want to see another person go down this road. So again, from us at TalkingMyTeam.com yeah. and the starting five, you know, we definitely give you our well wishes. Uh, if you believe in the prayer thing, we, you know, we send you that too. You know, but definitely well wishes and good vibes and good spirits yeah. and. Again, good to see that you're actually on the road to recovery, and I really hope that you get all the recovery that's needed and all the treatment that's needed. And then maybe even you and Chloe could really work your shit out because, like I said, you know, the the strength that she's shown in, in being on your side is, is something that, you know, many a men out there would kill to have whether you're yes. separated or not, you know, being all honest with you, you know, to have a good woman on your side, I know I have one. So, you know, to have a good woman on your side is one of them lifelong things that, you know, not everybody is, is fortunate enough to have. So when, she, when he was there, when he, he, he's at rock bottom right now, and she exactly. was there with him at, at, when he's rock bottom right now, that tells you right there how much she really loves Lamar. Yeah, exactly, and that 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 could show that could mean that that's really something special. So, you know, with that being said, you know, Lamar, you know, hold your head, you be good. Uh, D'Angelo Williams and Hayward, you know what? Sometimes you might want to say F the NFL and just take a fine, man. But you know, get a you you guys you guys are doing all right. Just honoring honoring family. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, nope. Rick Rick Pitino, man, it's just time will tell. Leonard Fournette, you already know I'm riding with you. And the whole college basketball schedule thing, yeah, fuck it. If they change it, they change it. It is <laughs> what it is. Exactly. I tell, hey, Dan, I tell you one thing with me, though. If, let's see, with this college basketball, they push you back to late April, Final Four, I'll be at the Ted Relays. <laughs> oh exactly. You know it's like you know what? F U final four. I got some traffic. I see the championship game, but <laughs> it does not come before the pen relays. There you go. So with that being said, yo, John, what do you want to say to the people as we close this out? 
Well, I hope you guys really – this is our first podcast. I hope you guys really, really enjoy this podcast. Many more to come. For those that are listening or maybe not listening, you are a sports expert or you love sports, we would love to have you on our show. Just reach out to me or Dad. You know how to reach us on Facebook. You know, so hopefully we will hear from you guys soon. Yes, and where you can reach from us is one of many places. Um, you can hit if you know where John's John's personal uh, Facebook, Facebook page. You can hit him up on that. Um, you can definitely get through us to us at the talkingmyteam dot com website, talkingmyteam at gmail dot com, talkingmyteam on Instagram, Twitter, talk uh, Facebook dot com slash talkingmyteam. That's where we are. We're everywhere. Uh, you can hit me up personally at facebook.com slash sface5, Instagram at, HH, at hhksi, Twitter at sf underscore ace5. And like I said, we, 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 we're here now. You can, also hit me up on my pers- you can also hit me up on my personal Facebook page, John Polk. That's right. Or, so and, I'm on and, there. And, and you can find us also at the – at the home base of where this this uh, show started on the Nothing But Sports group on Facebook yes. also. Um, so be you know be sure to hit us up on all of that. And uh, for my man John and JP, this is your boy the Mayor. We say peace, and we'll see y'all on the second episode of the Starting Five. One one more thing, brother Dan. One more thing. Got a shout out to the Nothing But Sports family, and shout out to the Hip Hop Discussion Group family as well. That's right, because without I tell you, without HHDG, none of you none know, of this would be know, possible. Exactly, none of this would be possible at all. So, again, with that being said, this is your boy the Mayor for John Pope, talkingmyteam dot com. The start of peace, peace. See y'all on the next peace. episode. Jersey born and redhead, and everybody in New York from brunettes to redheads.